And he just, mm. and then she turns off the light and he continues to moan. And the fact that you laugh means you get it. What is happening in there is actually prayer. Sometimes what, what Paul says is really great. It's like all of creation is groaning in travail. These are the labor planes. Ever see a woman in labor? It's a really beautiful thing. After she gets the epidural. Until then, it's just, oh, it's painful and it's hard. And there's sometimes all you can do is just sit there and moan. And that, I think, is one of the most authentic things that we can actually pray. And, I, and I'm really sorry, uh, Quaylen, your, your son, when he was just kind of, hmm. You ever notice kids? They just, they, they start humming, and they start vibrating, and they're learning their voice, and, and it's just, it's going through them, and I thought, this is exactly what Paul is talking about. Paul says something very strange, he says, pray without ceasing. Remember that line in Paul? We didn't read it today, so if you don't remember it, that's okay. But he says, pray without ceasing. How in the world are you supposed to pray without ceasing? Sometimes you're in the bathroom brushing your teeth, Right? You're at the grocery store buying milk. You're at work. How in the world are we supposed to pray without ceasing? And part of it is that stance that we have. Richard Rohr talks about prayer as resonance and in the naked now. And he says we're all tuning forks. And the point of prayer is to tune ourselves in such a way that we pick up on the vibrations that God is always giving us. We tune in and suddenly we pick up those frequencies. How were you taught to pray? Let me just be real personal. What, how were you taught to pray? What was prayer supposed to do? Anybody want to be brave? Fold your hands. Bow your head. And listen. Listen. Listen, that's good. How many of you were told to speak? And then what do you do when you speak? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. We're telling God what to do. If in the bad event that we die, here's what you're going to do, O God. Right? Why does the people that are not in the church look at us and think, this looks like magic to me? Because prayer is like telling God what to do. God, I want you to fix this problem. And then if God answers your prayer, it's because God fixes the problem. 
And people are on the outside looking in and says, this is just magical thinking. This is, it can't possibly be this simple. I have a sister-in-law who I dearly love, but she comes from a very evangelical church, and she was taught, you tell God what to do. When you are driving around at Kmart and you need a parking place, you say, God, I need a parking place in front. And she expects God to open up a parking place. And she wonders why I look at her like she's friggin' crazy. In the overall scheme of things, even if God has enough time to do all of this stuff, parking spaces for somebody who's very physically able to walk anywhere and who runs. She's a runner. You know, if you're a runner, park in the back. And it's just, it's crazy. Jesus' disciples said, John the Baptist, he taught his disciples how to pray. And we don't know what we're doing. Would you teach us? We get the Lord's Prayer. And it, Jesus doesn't say, pray this. What does he say? Pray like this. Do something like this. If you must use a prayer of words, start out by saying, God, you are freaking awesome hallowed be your name and let's have your kingdom come down and let's have what you want to happen here and by the way we really need something to eat so give us our daily bread and uh, we really should be better so forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and most importantly save us from the time of trial because we don't need any more help getting in trouble than we already have and you're, you're awesome at the end, the kingdom, power, glory, forever. So that's, that's the prayer because it's, it says, if you don't know how to pray, here's a good start. But when you really have prayed, when you really have prayed, sometimes it feels like prayer happened and I was there. Prayer happened. And I happened to have been there. And boy, was it cool. Have you ever been in a social setting where you're having such a good time that you lose awareness of the distinction between you and the people you're with? You just, you're having a lot of fun and all of a sudden you pull back and you realize, I'm sitting across from my best friend. And for 20 minutes you've been having this wonderful experience and you are not even aware that you're separate from the people you're together with. This happens in love all the time. This happens in love all the time. And this is essentially what prayer is. Losing, not making God an object that we're talking to and much less telling what to do. Oh God, I need a parking space. But tuning ourselves and realizing all of a sudden you're getting direction. And usually when I want direction, it's direction that I want. Like, I want to know what to do. 
and that ain't what I'm getting. And so I think, oh, I have a hard time tuning in. And sometimes what we receive is not what we ask for. Anybody know this? Yeah, it's not what you need. Holy resonance, I think, Richard Rohr's right, is the nature of prayer. And sometimes you just need to be Harry and Harry met Sally, and you need to just moan. And that spirit that prays within us with sighs that are too deep for words, after you lose your partner of so many years, how do you not just moan? That is the most authentic form of prayer. When you're a little kid and you're just kind of figuring out how you plug into things, and you're discovering your voice, and la, 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 and then, hmm. That's the, probably the most authentic form of prayer you'll ever do. And then we learn the tricks of how to do it. You fold your hands, you, you bow your head, and, and good advice here, you listen. Talk if you must. But I want you to entertain the idea that prayer can be something that happens to us, and we were there. And you usually recognize it after the fact. And then you will understand what Paul means by pray, praying unceasingly. You are in a stance of receptivity. You are tuning yourself to God. And when that happens, fear goes away. And doubt is, doesn't matter because, you know what? I'm plugged in. And the other thing is, is you don't have to be worthy of it. This happens. God is sending out frequencies all the time. You don't have to get yourself right first. You just have to plug in. You just have to connect. Nothing you have to do in terms of groundwork and like, well, once I do 65 Hail Marys, then God will talk to me. Now, God might be saying you need 65 Hail Marys, but you don't need to do that first. Let us resonate with God. Let us be part of the holy. Let us delve into those waters and swim in the spirit and the vibration of our God and be free. Amen.